Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the wrestling podcast, getting over. Stu's back, and he's brought with him uh, me, Paul, and Matt. And we're talking pay-per-view, wrestling pay-per-view. That's right, we're living life in the fast lane, and uh, that's how we roll here on the Getting Over podcast. So we've got a roundup of uh, of the last one, and then predictions for the upcoming pay per view. If you're digging it, and uh, wherever you're getting your podcast, whether it's YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, or just wherever, do give us a subscribe, a like, a share, a comment. It all means the world to us, and we really appreciate it. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. The Getting Over Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along. It is that time once again. We are here for Getting Over number 29. And we're here to talk some fast lane predictions and some elimination chamber results. Joining us, we've got Mr. Andy Cook. Hello! Mr. Matthew Moore. And Mr. Paul Williams. Howdy! And of course, myself, Mr. Woodlandsey. So, thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, last time out, predictions title-wise... Some of you may remember that I managed to prize the Predictions Championship away, at least in spirit <laughs> and in technical ownership. Yeah, it's over, your left, it's, over your, it's over your left shoulder, Stu, we're, we're aware. From the, from the iron grip of Mr Cook, finally relinquished the title. But um, would I avoid essentially doing a Gagano and getting rid of it on my first defence? Shall we have a look? Right. Is that the official term then, doing a Gagano? Well... I mean, it is kind of the thing that he's known for. I suppose he has now at least uh, defended the North American a little more than once, but uh, that was his thing for a while, wasn't it? Now, without giving too much away, I did have to get in touch with another member of the podcast during the week to uh, decide upon a tie-break. So obviously one of you knows who's not won up to now. Uh, but this time around, we we have in no particular, but a very particular order. Uh, unfortunately for Gaz, our guest predictor last time out, Matt and Mr Cook, they all finished on two points. Which leaves, by the process of deduction, myself and Mr Williams sitting not so much higher on three. But it does, it does put us just put definitely, thought, definitely thought you were going to say sitting not quite as pretty or something like that. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what it means. Well, look at, looking at looking at the results, there was a couple of things that have, like it, it sounded low, but we ended up having a couple of things last time which affected the match card and some alterations. And um, so Lacey Evans obviously announced that she was pregnant. We were a little bit unsure at the time um, whether that was real or whether it was storyline she's not been back since so assuming that's all, all been confirmed as, uh, as, as, as legit now 
So the women's title match from Raw was pulled entirely um, and no replacement for Asuka was offered. Um, somebody else who was pulled entirely from the card was Keith Lee, taken from the triple threat um, US title match due to injury. No confirmation of what that actually was, really, but it ended up changing the match entirely and he was replaced with John Morrison. I think the lack of the big guy would definitely change the presentation of the match. And we ended up with Riddle winning the US title in what would have been probably the shock of the night until slimy, weasley, little frog face maze shows up with his briefcase and takes the title away from big Drew McIntyre after after Drew McIntyre had gone through the elimination chamber as well. So, um, as you can imagine, I am absolutely not delighted about that. I've, I've enjoyed Drew's reign as champion, so I was a, bit, a little bit disappointed. But um, we'll we'll get into what happened with the Miz shortly. Um, but yeah, it did it did throw up some some anomalies in the results, shall we say? So yeah, the fact that Miz cashed in was the point that drew Paul level right at the end of the pay per view. He was. Uh, <laughs> I was, in, I was in front by one when Drew won and then level when The Miz came out. So, not, not very happy for me. But, yeah. So, Mr. Moore, very kindly uh, going to finish us with the tiebreak question. So, over to you. And so, I think from, from a bit of research, this, this fast lane is one of the closest pay-per-views to WrestleMania like, ever kind of thing so with Fastlane being on Sunday leaving us 21 days to Wrestlemania how many seconds is it if we're on the Fastlane in the terms of the Fastlane how many seconds is it till Wrestlemania from Sunday you can put your phone away Mr Williams <clears throat> I busted already how so. many seconds We have champs advantage. They get to pick. Do you want to go first or second, Stu? I'm going to go second, just purely so I can say higher or lower. (laughs) (laughs) I've already lost my fucking train of thought. Um... Three, nineteen, four, <laughs> seventeen, two, two. wait, no, five. I can't mute you, can I? I can mute myself, but that's about it. <laughs> Three, can I use my phone to no. do the calculation in my head that I've got now? <laughs> Is that calculation... <laughs> How many seconds is it on Google? So, by the time that we get there, we won't need to do the predictions for WrestleMania because Paul was still the I did say it was the uh, like you know the shortest amount of time between a pay per view and uh, WrestleMania. Uh, I'll go for a hundred and sixty-eight thousand seconds. I'm saying way higher than that. 
way uh, higher than that. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say some somewhere purely from my pen and paper. I, I'm feel, I'm gonna say somewhere in the region of around three hundred and sixty thousand. Can we take like points away for how far off you both are? Yeah. One point eight million seconds. <laughs> well, I tried to work out. So I started with sixty times sixty. Yeah. And then just got lost. <laughs> yeah. I could work out where I was in the sort of the grand scheme of things. But 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 I mean, you might have heard that as that we were both incredibly wrong. But what I heard is that I was higher than Paul, <laughs> <laughs> and and therefore. Retaining still, yes. there's people. There's people walking down the street who didn't even hear the question and shouted out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what all that noise was? Ah, <laughs> oh, well. If you listen carefully, if you listen carefully, all the all the kids involved with the podcast probably got the answer quicker than me and students. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so retaining on a technicality, yes. it feels a little bit cheap, but. Not bothered, not even a little bit. So uh, I'll uh, I'll ca- very happily carry that into into the next podcast. So thank we you should, what, we should, what we should do is we should establish like once a year on the podcast there should be a way for one of us to like retrieve a money in the bank style contract, and then we get to cash it in whenever we want to yeah. try and the uh, the title from the person who's got it. At the yeah, time. let's do that. Sorry, so obviously in the comments or you know just get get in, get in touch with them on our socials and let us know how we should uh, develop the money in the bank contract for this particular. Surely we have to do it when we do the money in the bank pay per view, and if you predict the the, the money in the bank winner, Ooh. you get the paper. You get the money in the bank. Um, I like it. Briefcase. I like it. I like it a lot. This is this is this potentially has some likes. I quite like that. So, um, since last time we were with you, plenty has happened in the world of WWE, and especially as we are getting ever closer to WrestleMania. Uh, it's now been confirmed that WrestleMania will once again take place over two nights on the 10th and 11th of April. Um, it is going to be in the exact same place it should have been last year, and the home of this year's Super Bowl final, the Raymond James Stadium. The two nights thing, how do we feel about it? Do you think it's okay for now? Do you think it should happen Forevermore, like what's what's the correct? What do you guys think? I want to I want to sort of like reserve judgment until we see how many matches they try and put on each night. Because obviously the the whole part of trying to spread it over two days, I'm assuming, is to stop having these mammoth seven having having like a seven or eight hour show and sort of limiting it to like between three and four hours. Because one of the bonuses about what what's happened with the with the pandemic has meant that the pay-per-views have been shorter and therefore a lot easier to watch, from my perspective anyway. That's how I've felt. It's a lot easier knowing you've only got to sit there for two and a half hours rather than like sitting there for four or five. Mm-hmm. So I'll reserve judgment until I sort of see whether they do both nights at you know three to four hours or if they try and squeeze you know a five-hour show out of night one and then another five-hour show out of night two. And then it's like, that's a little bit too much for my particular uh, taste. So, no, I, I would agree with that. I think that um, if it's used for the purpose of, of, of that, like you said, two short shows, fine. If we're sat here in like five years' time going, well, 
Vince has played a blinder there. We've now got 14 hours of wrestling in two days. It's like, uh, not so much. And it'll, it'll be interesting from the ticketing perspective as well, because how, how do they sell the tickets? Like, well, you, that's you the thing. Package? I, I believe they've already changed, because just from watching the programming last week, um, I believe they were supposed to go on sale on uh, this past Tuesday. Uh, they've now been changed to Friday, so it's getting obviously it's the closest to WrestleMania that tickets have ever been on sale. Given the circumstances, that's kind of what would be expected. I think we mentioned last time that if that happened, it would probably help with the reduction in people travelling as well with the, the pandemic stuff still going on. Um, but I can't find anywhere for not for lack of trying an official word on the number of tickets that they're going to sell per night. And I know from the advertising that you can buy single tickets or they are doing combo tickets for both nights. Um, so it's strange because, I mean, you, you guys will know better, better than I did. Was it somewhere in the region of twenty five to 30,000 for the Super Bowl? I think so. Um, <laughs> it was barely that, was it? It was kind of like, I thought, yeah, it was kind of 20,000. And kind of thing, but I was, I'd read somewhere that they're aiming for forty-five thousand a night, aren't they? For that's that's what I'd say. I'd I'd seen state sort of reports sort of spanning it from twenty up to about forty-five thousand. So that's that. same same stuff I'd seen then, because yeah, I have it I have it down here. It's, it's ring, estimates ranging between twenty-five and forty-five per night, but that is a huge difference. Huge difference. Like that to me would be the difference between whether they have to then. Intermingle the like the cardboard cutout people as like they did at the um, Super Bowl or or not. Um, I guess time will tell on that one, so we shall we shall find out. Uh, but not till after next time out either, which which is a little way away. Um, so moving on, NXT. The winners of the first ever Women's Dusty Classic were crowned in Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, uh, but then they got screwed out of winning the women's tag team titles. Um, the following week, William Regal, the NXT general manager, has then taken it upon himself, obviously storyline-wise, to introduce some brand new titles to NXT. Um, so yeah, no room on this wall for those things. However, you know, why, why not chuck another couple of belts in? I, I do quite like the belts as a side note. So um, yeah, sorry Sarah if you're listening to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in a bit of a strange move. They were award, so that he awarded the titles to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, and then they defended them on their first night and lost. And um, so the, the titles essentially had been in existence for one evening and already had two different sets of champions. Uh, the, the new champions are Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, who were the team that they um, lost in the final Dusty Classic. And just for those first time ever fans out there, Ember Moon created a little bit of uh, history in, at the time as well, becoming the first woman to hold the NXT women's and women's tag titles. Um, so yeah, and as well, not to be done with the the, the mania announcement of going for two nights. NXT have also announced a two night takeover, spectacular as it was deemed on the billing, uh, for the seventh and eighth of April, and it's going to be called Takeover Stand and Deliver. So they're, they're going with the um, the pirate theme that that WrestleMania has adopted again. Um, the 7th of April will air as normal on Wednesday on the USA Network in America. Um, but the second night is going to be the first uh, like programming on the WWE Network as it goes over to that's exclusive to Peacock, which is 
the the new streaming service in the states that um basically for those of you that haven't seen this um, and again if we have any american listen any american listeners out there you might be able to furnish us with further details but from how i understand it the the network in and of itself in the States is closing down and all of the streaming services has been picked up by Peacock. Um, as far as I'm aware, not all of the back catalogue is going to be available right away, but it should be there by summer and it'll be kind of back to where it is now from, from what I've got. Um, but why is it happening? Why are they doing it? Anybody want to queue up the old Shane McMahon entrance music? Um, One billion dollars! Well, <laughs> he's probably not that far out. He's probably closer than man in your maths, Paul, to be honest. Um, so the deal is the deal is reported to be worth $200 million per year, for, and it's guaranteed for five years. So, yeah. We're at the point now where Vince will only sign contracts now that are worth a billion dollars or more. Because that's the last two big ones that he's done that have been a billion dollars. So, well, he, uh, I think it—it's just it's content, you know, it's content, isn't it? it, it, it for for people like, like is it M- NBC Peacock? I can't think. Or, I believe so. It just fills a platform, doesn't it? It's like right here you go. Here's the because obviously the Peacock thing's new, and it's like right, what have we got on it? And you know, like obviously Disney Plus have added Star and all the shit that comes with that. Is that they've gone right? Okay, then. Well, here's something else where here's a load of content. We get new content each week, or whatever the delay is with getting stuff from. I mean, I don't know how that works though with like Fox and kind of thing. Because I can imagine Fox and uh, is it a- ABC? Is it that you've got um, USA you, Network? I think yeah, yeah. USA Network. They were like, well, no, no, you can't. You can't have Raw and SmackDown on there because that's a that's no, a rival yeah. thing. They will, but it'll be on the same premise that it goes on the network now, so that it's it's on a four week delay. Four week delay. But I can't, I can't imagine they're even happy about that, to be honest, because no doubt they'll be launching their own kind of um, like online thing, and I can't think. But it is just content, isn't it? You, you've got so someone will pay for the Peacock network, just to, you know, you 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 WWE network people will pay for that instead. So that's a funny yeah. one. I do feel like, obviously, because we like as, as UK fans as well, we've been screwed over no end with the Sky BT, then having the network and all the rest of it for for a number of number of years now. Um, but like, if they've got an active subscription to the network, I'm I'm hoping or I'm assuming that they're going to have to sort of cut them some kind of deal or incentive to to move. Um, but I guess that's up to them. We'll, we'll see with that one. But um, on the back of the, the old NXT stuff as well, have you seen that there's uh, rumours of it moving now to a Tuesday night? So we might possibly see the end of the Wednesday night wars with AEW. Um, seemingly confirmed by the... It's been booked on scheduling um, for the Tuesday after WrestleMania. So it looks like that could be when it's going to start. Whether that's a one-off or not, obviously the schedules don't go that far as yet. But... Um, I guess we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They've um, they've also announced that the Hall of Fame class of 2020 that never was because of everything um, are going to be inducted this year. 
but, but why stop there? Why you know why why miss a year? Let's just have two Hall of Fames in one night. Oh. I'm assuming as, so. As we can already attest to, that is a long night in its own regard. So if they're going to double that, oh my word! Well, they're either going to have to start at lunchtime, or secretly, Albany Max got some kind of time machine that will extend that evening by a good six to eight hours because. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the class of 2020, for those that don't remember, was Batista, the ABL, the British Bulldog, uh, Dushin Thunderliger, the Bella Twins, and the NWO. So Hogan, Nash, Paul, and X Pac all going into the Hall of Fame. Again, um, the first member of class of 2021 has been announced as Molly Holly. So that's quite a good one. Um, any guesses for who you think might go in this year as well with Molly Holly? Um, well, what the big show and Christian? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Insane. Um, I don't know, like, it was it was the sort of it was the sort of the big ticket like person that's not yet in. Really. Well, sure, surely the only the, or the first answer out of everybody's mouth on that question will be Undertaker. But there is yeah, no way in, there's no way in hell that he's going in before Mania's back in Dallas. No, well, surely like with him, the the, the thing's already been said on it when like. There's two. There's two people that really, when they go in, they should sort of make like an exception and do just them on their own. Obviously, the Undertaker's one, and the other one's going to be Vince McMahon after he passes away. And I imagine that probably will happen because he won't because he won't be there to say no to it. So, uh, <laughs> but you'd imagine that like you'd like to think that with everything that he's done for the company, they'd, they'd give him more than just being like the headliner of a class. You'd like to sort of think they'd do it like a, a the, the the phrase I'm going to use is probably wrong. Like you know, like a celebrity roast type thing where people get up and say things about him. You'd like to think they'd do it that way, but obviously not in a roast style. But you'd get yeah, this of, is your life kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a better way to describe it. Yeah, definitely. Two things to that. They absolutely won because no. I, I don't. Th- I think it will it will depend on his own viewpoint. And he doesn't seem like this. Just from the interviews and stuff that he's done since, I think he's quite proud of everything that he's accomplished. But he doesn't seem very forthcoming in wanting to sort of toot his own horn, kind of a deal. So I don't think he would necessarily accept that. But also, if you market it for one person, or you market it for five people, you're missing out on four lots of merchandise in there, and he ain't going to do that either. So. <laughs> <laughs> if they're still yeah, going to like Undertaker's still going to sell merch whether he's dead, alive, in the hall, not in the hall. Like if they go in, they'll sell an absolute load more with it on. But he doesn't have to be in his own to do that. They won't miss out on the extra cost. I don't think. No, I can't see that. Um, but yeah, so that that's going to be on the sixth of April. Is the Hall of Fame? So. The dates that we've mentioned on the podcast so far, if anybody's keeping track, WrestleMania week now looks like this. Monday the 5th, we begin with Raw. Tuesday is the world's longest Hall of Fame. Wednesday, TakeOver Night 1. Thursday, TakeOver Night 2. Friday Night SmackDown. Saturday, WrestleMania Night 1. Sunday, WrestleMania Night 2. Monday, the following week, Monday Night Raw. And then NXT on the Tuesday. So, <laughs> um, I'm not. 
I haven't booked for any time off work at all that week, and the chances of me keeping up with all of this as it happens... It's, it's, it's just dawned on me. I've, I've taken that week off work, so I'm quitting. So you've, you've heard it here first, then, so next, next getting over, Paul's taking over. <laughs> I'm technically off, but... Um... <laughs> just being like Paul, what's your? <laughs> I, I'm I'm off as well. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so what we're saying at this point, Stu is the only person who doesn't have that week off work. <laughs> oh man, there'll have to be a lot of a lot of treadmill involved that week to get through some extra stuff. So. <laughs> Come back. Just just spend the entire week on the treadmill. Yeah, exactly. I still want, yeah, but even if I do that, I still want to finish the next day by the time it's all done. On the whole of it, so I was going to say, like Forrest Gump, I'm still uh, still only halfway through the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, I mean, not. I, I'm pretty sure Vince won't be hearing this, but um, please, nobody in the, in the ilk of Mr. T, please. <laughs> <laughs> So, some people might say that this podcast be long, might be long, but Jesus Christ, go back and listen to that if you want to. Bad bunnies going in. Huh? Bad bunnies going in. Well, big, big, big developments, weren't they, last week on, on Raw? He's no longer the uh, 24-7, 7-11, I-45 I- South champion. Paul's oh, yeah. I mean, Paul's looking in shock there. His absolute all-time hero is... Uh, has lost the 24-7 title by not actually losing it. Hey, In the strangest turn of events ever, what day has it been this past week? Well, well today, it's currently uh, St. Patrick's Day. So. It's not, though, is it? Not in the world of podcasts. I was, I was covering with this week, Paul, and you're blown the cover, damn it. So, we've had 3.16, as it is in the States. So oh, God. God. Of course, we had our truth running around Monday Night Raw, thinking that it was three sixteen, when in fact that was only three fifteen in true our truth fashion, and uh, dressed up with the leather vest with the replica smoking skull title. Turns out Bad Bunny must be a, a Stone Cold fan because he essentially ex- he exchanged the real twenty four seven championship for a replica <laughs> smoking skull title. So our truth dressed as Stone Cold got his baby back. Bizarre. Just bizarre. Um, so we did say we would come to the Miz. This would be the final point before we we, um, we move into fast lane stuff. So yes, he did cash in the case. Yes, I am still annoyed about that. But his reign only lasted eight days. Uh, he was beaten a week and a day after winning the title by Bobby Lashley, somebody who's been in the company. Well, not been in there for the full 16 years, but started 16 years ago in a very almost like Drew McIntyre-esque story. He had to go and find his foot in somewhere else for a time. Went out, proved himself, came back. And he's fair to say he's pretty much been shat on ever since he came back. Um, Lana storyline, anyone? Uh, but yeah, he's, he's stuck at it. And I think The Miz absolutely deserved it. I think Lashley's worth a shot too. It's just a shame that the answer step on Drew, but I'll, I'll, I'll get over it eventually. Um, so, yeah, so moving into Fastlane, Lashley is now WWE champion. So, I guess podcast main event time, as was. 
Fastlane comes to us this weekend, the 21st of March, uh, again live from the Thunderdome. Could it be the last Thunderdome pay-per-view? don't know. Again, we'll find out. But it might be the last one that you'll find in Tropicana Field as the baseball season starts in about two weeks. So, still no announcement on where they're going, what they're doing. Um, yeah. I mean, WrestleMania week starting to feel a lot more and more like all of the eggs are going firmly into that that, that basket, that weak shape of basket, I guess. Um, so we've got six matches on the card at time of recording, as always, taken from WWE.com, uh, three of which were added on the Monday night leading into the, the pay-per-view weekend, so they kind of left it late again. Um, as always, we'll, we'll go through them one by one. We do have no guest predictor this time out, um, past my own fault. I didn't manage to, to reach out to anybody, and uh, in the end, did anybody beat us last time? So um, shots if, fired. So yeah, if you uh, if you fancy having a go, because we obviously set the bar really high at three last time around, um, and next time out is the big one. So uh, hit us up, drop us a message uh, on the, the Twitter, or leave us some uh, some comments on YouTube, and you could be our guest predictor next time out for the main show of the year as well. So, first match of the night, not that Paul is saying that he's going to use that one as a toilet break already, um, but it is the women's tag team title match. Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler going in as champions versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Belair chose Sasha to be her WrestleMania opponent, so you'd think that this might just be a filler match, really, to kickstart their in-ring rivalry a little bit more uh, before WrestleMania. But the way things have panned out, we could see tag team champions essentially go one-on-one at the biggest show of the year if Banks and Belair pull off the victory. The thing, the reason why that, that's sticking in my mind a little bit is because a couple of times in commentary, especially over the last week, it's been mentioned that, that tag team champions have faced each other only once um, for a title at WrestleMania. Tag team champions have faced each other twice in total, but only once for a title at, at WrestleMania. So um, there has been plenty of other challenges lining up, though, in the background for the, the tag team championships, like Naomi and Lana, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, even Asuka and Charlotte to a certain degree. So I guess we'll find out this weekend if the women's tag team titles are going to get their own spotlight at WrestleMania or if they're going to be used to kind of further the story of the SmackDown Women's Championship. So... Let's get the predictions kicked off. Women's tag team title match. Who wants to give us the prediction first? Well, I'll go. I think it's. I, I, I think they're going to leave it with Jackson Baszler. Okay. And you are in the book, good sir. Um, any particular reason on that one? I don't know, I think they'll want them at WrestleMania defending against somebody else, kind of, like you said, either that kind of Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke kind of thing, just to kind of have more matches and stuff like that in it. Um, seven hours a night. <laughs> yeah, I think we've, got, we've kind of gone through the optimistic, like it's going to be two or three hour thing, and you just know that it's going to end up being five hours on Saturday, five hours on Sunday, and it's like, Oh yeah, and plus your 
three hour, two and a half, three hours for each night of the takeovers as well. Yeah, so like, <laughs> how did don't, he die? Don't forget, don't forget the fact that they'll probably have a pre-show each night of the uh, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday as well. So that'll that'll be at least an hour, if not an hour and a half, or two hours that they normally do for WrestleMania. And I'm going to jump straight in after Matt because I agree with the man. So Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler for me. Andy? I'm going uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I think think this match is a bit of a formality. I think they want to push. uh, It's more of a road to WrestleMania kind of deal, I think. And they want to really hammer that, that match. Uh, at WrestleMania, I think the the importance of the fact that it's the the, the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble because definitely um, sort of use that to elevate it slightly, yeah. like even more. So yeah, I, it, yeah, it, it could yeah it could go either way. Still, I guess Paul, I I agree with Andy on this one. I think it's um, it, they tend to like that sort of WrestleMania or like pay per view opponents that. Are also the tag team champions because they've done it. They've done it on a number of occasions before. I think the last time I can remember them doing it was um, Cena and Shawn Michaels when they were the tag champions, and then they ended up having a they were the WrestleMania main event. So as, the, as as you uh, may have not been present in the room at the time, they've done it twice before. That was the only time they've done it for a title. So it was, it, but they haven't right. mentioned it a lot on the, on the program in this past week. So we shall it's see. That, they, they probably think they're being like. <laughs> they probably think they're being like sly and ooh. If we if we mention it, no one will think it's going to happen. It's that it's that same principle with the Miz. Like so, they'll, they'll take they took the Miz out of the uh, title match at, at the Chamber, and then people were like, "Ooh, I bet he's going to cash in his money in the bank." Oh, well, that's too obvious. I bet he won't cash in his money in the bank, and then he cashed in the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So it's like they almost the. Uh, I don't know, would you class that as a quadruple bluff? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I just think, yeah, the, the, I think they like the narrative of, ooh, partners, but they know they're going against each other, so let's create a little bit of tension if we can. So I'll, I'll, I'll play with, same with, Andy, same with Andy, I'll go for uh, title two, uh, change on. So we are, we are split 50-50 on those predictions. Okay, so next up on my list, I have... Former WWE champion Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. So personal friendship has gone sour really over the WWE title run that McIntyre had. Uh, it finally all comes to a head this weekend. The, the announcement was actually made on Raw that Drew will look to regain the WWE title from the almighty Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. So my question for you boys would be: Is he going to flatten Sheamus and move on? Is it just a bit of a warm up, or? Is this their way of some? Because Sheamus has looked great for me in the in, since the turn of the year, easily, if not before. Is this their way of trying to shoehorn an extra layer into that WWE title match? If they put Sheamus over, he's definitely got a flame on it. What are we thinking? I think it's going to be over pretty quickly. <clears throat> I think it, it's a way to build. Like you said, though, Sheamus has looked good, and obviously he's been sneak attacking and stuff like that and putting Drew in a bad way but I think once he gets him in the ring it'll be that build him up to kind of be the big 
kind of obviously thing to go against uh, Bobby Lashley at, at WrestleMania. So, did, you yeah. see, did you see the match that got declared a double count out on, on Raw that they had? I've not seen that, that one yet. That was that was from uh, not this past week, the week before. Holy hell! Like if people if people think that it's not real and it, and it doesn't hurt, just just go back and have a quick look at their social feed from that that raw because they've got a picture of individually of both of their backs with all of like the, oh. the, the, the cane mark and <laughs> the edge of the steps and stuff. Those two fellas went at it, and it was it was I really enjoyed it. It was it was like what you'd probably like properly want from like a big man match. Um so I I I agree with your result, Matt. Um I think Drew McIntyre will win. I, I for some reason I'd love to see Sheamus up there. Um I, I don't I just don't think he'll win this one, but I'm hoping for basically an extended version of the, of the match that we've got on Raw because it, it it was great. I, I was really enjoying it. It was proper hard-hitting stuff. So, Drew for me, but um, to go longer than Matt's predicted. Andy? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp um, on this one. Uh, I think I think Drew's going to take it. I think it, it's probably going to be quite a, quite a quick one. Um, it's... Whether, whether Seamus looks good or not, it's not it's not his time. Um, I imagine they'll do. They'll probably do something else with him, um, but not this. So I think it's just quite quite easily going to be a, a Drew win on this one. Okay. Um, all went to finish that one off. See, I I completely disagree on this one. I think it's the um, it's the Bret Hart principle for me. So. The example would be that obviously at WrestleMania 10, they had Bret Hart wrestle twice in the same way that Yokozuna or Lex Luger was going to have to wrestle twice. And he lost the first match to then obviously put the doubt in people's minds as to whether he could win the next match. And I reckon they'll try and plant that seed by Sheamus winning against Drew at the weekend. So, so that, I'd like to further prediction for Drew to, to win at Mania then. Well, yeah, I mean that—that's—that's that's obviously where it ends. But I think I even—I think I even said this at the uh, Royal Rumble podcast where I was like saying that it almost felt to me as if they were doing like a reset of what they wanted to do last year in trying to get Drew the title match where he could win the belt to get the pop that they wanted him to get last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, so uh, Paul there uh, out on his own, out on his tiny island, playing for points. <laughs> I want that belt. Um, so, <laughs> so, <Sleep> so <laughs> this this what this one's especially for you, Andy. Just just uh, just just listen carefully. So the next match announcement: Randy Orton versus. I already know. <laughs> I already know what this match is. Alexa Bliss. Uh, what? So I'm assuming that this match is going to have theatrics galore, uh, and I, I think it's probably highly unlikely that any physicality is probably even going to take place between the two because we all know how Vince McMahon feels about intergender, uh, intergender matches. Maybe I mean, is. what a what a way to change your mind, though. <laughs> no, 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 no more intergender wrestling. No one. 
now, right, we're going to put this tiny, tiny, tiny little woman against Randy. <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I did toy with the idea of throwing in some extra points on the predictions here, but I have shied, shied away from it in the admit. Oh, come on. Mainly it was going to be stuff like, how many times is Randy Orton going to cough up black shit during the match? And um, is, is he going to actually wrestle Alexa Bliss? Is he going to wrestle himself um, as he faced in a promo the other week? Or more than likely, will a certain masked opponent reappear? Well, okay. Let's. Let, soon, as, soon as Andy seems to be uh, given, literally giving this one a nod, you can go first for this one, sir. It was, it was interesting that Andy had learnt Semaphore just for this particular podcast, so he could, <laughs> you know, put his points across and something like that. Oh, mate, I've seen him do sign language to you loads. Um. So, w- winner of this match, Lex Bliss. Real winner of this match, The Fiend. Okay, so... Setting up, we... The Fiend versus Orton, WrestleMania. Okay, so are we, are we going to give that as a point, or do we think it's too much of a given? So, the winner of the match, and will The Fiend appear, yes or no? Any, um, I, I think anything that's like seriously physical will only be between the the fiend and uh, Randall. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've put I've put you down for Alexa Bliss, and then underneath I have put the fiend appears. So why not? Let's let's take them, them as points. Paul, um, can't disagree with anything Andy said there. I think it's uh, ever since um, Randy Orton. Burned Bray Wyatt alive. Um, I think uh, even even Stevie Wonder could see where this one was going to end up. Um, so yeah, um, I, I don't see any way they're going to get out of it. They've obviously made a bit of a rod for their own back by saying, "Come in, come in, come and enjoy this man beating up this woman," and they don't want to do that because they never want to do that. Who would want to do that? It's just nonsense. Yeah. Um, so I think the only thing they can do is have Bray Wyatt get involved in some form, whether it be physical or from a video perspective or something like that that causes. Obviously, well, there's going to have to be some sort of physical interaction because it's silly to believe that you know Alexa Bliss would be able to take down Randy Orton. As as Matt has discussed, she is a tiny, tiny lady. I I, I just honestly don't know wh- why they're why they're entertaining this. This is this is not not a smart. No, I, I, I don't like it personally. I'm not, not a, a I'm not a fan of this sort of uh, stuff. Personally. For, for, for for me personally, again, yeah, that that I'm not. But it's this this for me is purely storyline. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't. I don't see any way, shape, or form that they'll actually come to, to be anywhere near even locking up for a match. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It'll be everything will be backstage. The thing that's sticking with me is that I think that they're starting to come towards the like the home straight on when they can really try some really adventurous sort of theatrical stuff. Um, and the other week on on Raw, as as I mentioned, like Randy Orton faced himself in a promo. Which obviously is dead easy to do because they just video him doing a deep voice and play that back on a screen that he stood next to for the live take. 
everybody kind of understands how that works. Are they, are they actually going to go as far as being adventurous enough to have a section where it's almost like Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania last year and have a, a small section where essentially Randy Orton beats himself up? That's what I thought. That's what I, my thought was, is that obviously there's going to be something, because like you said, they're not going to wrestle. So it's whether they go through that similar kind of Firefly Funhouse where it's... Um, like, yeah, he ends up in different kind of situations and different kind of things and, like, you know, ended up kind of having, like, the flashbacks to old kind of incarnations of Randy Orton and, like, all kinds of things, like, obviously, like you said, and then... Um, see, I think it's just going to just be a no contest. I just think that it's just going to kind of... Oh, like, said, the, 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 oh, fiends, the fiend's going to come out at the end and then you know, mandible claw or whatever kind of thing, just like a, just, yeah, it's just going to be a complete setup kind of thing and you get the whole kind of, like you said, all the, it's going to be, um, as opposed to the kind of Firefly Funhouse kind of having that element of like fun about it, this one's going to be uh, very evil, very evil, I think. <laughs> the, um, I, I think because of the way that it's set up, They'll, they'll make it differential to the Firefly Funhouse one because it'll be like Alexa's playground as, yeah. as the, the set. <clears throat> but much like the first match, we had split 50-50 then down the middle. So, Paul, just to clarify you, I definitely Alexa Bliss to win, but the Fiend appearing. Yes, yeah. please. Cool. Okay, so yeah, we are 50-50 down the middle. Right, moving on. Next up on the card, we have Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. I have mentioned WrestleMania a few times on the podcast already, so of course we now have to talk about the re-emergence of Shane McMahon. That's generally what happens. Um, so after a few weeks of taunting by Shane McMahon, I personally assumed that a WrestleMania match between these two was on the horizon. But so far it's been pending for fast lane. Uh, the match originally was sort of kicked off on Raw this past week. However, Shane just ran away using the old stick and move as he tends to do, hitting Strowman on the counter. But he did end up eventually putting uh, Strowman through the announce table using his signature top rope from the top, uh, elbow from the top rope onto the announce table. And then, for no apparent reason, covered him in some kind of green slime. And, you know, as from like the early 90s. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. It's a bit of a strange one for me because I don't know if the match again will take place in its entirety. Wouldn't be surprised to see a rehash of this in some form at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, not sure. Um, I, I have, I do also have a feeling that there could be something coming on the horizon in the sense of somebody will help Shane McMahon win and then Strowman will then face that person at WrestleMania instead but I haven't quite thought it out to the process of who that could be just yet. But Paul seems to have an idea. Just, but well, when we were discussing the Sheamus-Drew McIntyre match earlier, I was thinking, they don't really have any plans for Sheamus, because obviously if Drew's going into the title match against Lashley, where does that put Sheamus at? So I don't know if Sheamus would be like the hired gun that would take out um, Strowman. After his big showing against Drew, maybe. Mm. 
maybe is I think the only complication with that would be that is um, I was going to say that Shane's on SmackDown, but he's on both in the moment. So yeah, no, scratch that. Yeah, maybe could work. Wonder whether they're going to bring somebody back for WrestleMania. Um, on on the basis of that's as far as I've got. I'm picking Shane. It's not it's not been the most um, slick viewing for the last couple of weeks. Certainly with McMahon seemingly forgetting quite a lot of his lines, and they tried to cover that up with some kind of nonsense story, and then yeah, I, I don't know. It, like Shane being the sort of playground bully kind of thing when he is literally half the man that Braun Strowman is doesn't sit too right for me so but yeah I'm going to go Shane to win for this one anybody else want to jump in next can I have um, can I have Matt's no contest from the last match for this one please no contest is going to win the most matches of the overall paper game it's like the vacant champion <laughs> okay Paul's down for a no contest Braun for me. This this is shaping up to be the, the prediction that could determine the fate of that title. Whether whether or not the the, the schoolboy bully whatever's working or not, I think you put them both in the ring. You put actual rules around it. You know, Braun is a very large man, and 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 Shane isn't. <laughs> so I kind of feel that it. it can only really go one way, but then it's the WWE at the end of the day. It can go whichever way they want it to. But yeah, for 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 on paper, for me, it's Braun. I've just had a thought. What if, what if the hired gun? What if it's Keith Lee? And they bring him back. Reason, I thought you were going to say, what if it is Braun Strowman? I was like, that's going to have to be some hell of a like uh, camera trickery or something. <laughs> no, they can't, they can't do it twice in a night if they're going to try that trick. We're all random. But no, man, what if, what if this is what Keith Lee has been kept for? That, and, he, and he comes back as monster, like heel. You know what? I would love to see heel Keith Lee. I think it'd be awesome. Is he big enough? That That's the only... I think he is. Him versus Strowman. Would yeah, be. I think that'd get that'd certainly get him over. Let's put it that way. If it, if not, it not, not, plan, not not like big in the company wise. I'm just like tall enough, size size wise. Yeah, I think he. I don't think he'd look out of place next to Strowman. He won't. That, he obviously, won't be as tall, but what, he, he, looks, he won't look small next to him, will he? He, he certainly makes up for it in like strength and girth, doesn't he? For sure. So. Well, he's, he's absolutely stacked, isn't he? So he's massive. Big lad. He's a big lad. If that happens, then you heard it here first. So. <laughs> Obviously, you'll give yourself a point, won't you? So. <laughs> no, I'm not putting that in the book. That's unfair. Right, so I, I, I'm going Strowman. Okay. Um, I just... But then there'll be some Weasley thing. If, uh, I, I presume it's going to head towards another, like a third, like the the, the like the final rubber, as it were, at WrestleMania. But like, is it? I don't know how kind of accurate these r- rumors are. But like Mark Henry as well is Mark Henry back training and looking to come back. He's, I'd he's seen said, something about that. 
he said and I just wonder whether he's whether he like he could be the hired gun for Shane McMahon. Mm. I think probably it's probably not going to happen, but obviously there was initially the tease of at the Royal Rumble we were going to get we were going to get the Adam Pearce match against Roman Reigns for the for the Universal Title. That's that's right, isn't it? I haven't, I haven't made that up, have I? No, um, I get the feeling they want him to have a match and is it the build towards doing like another handicap match that they had last year where it was where Strom was the Intercontinental Champion and it was Nakamura, Cesaro and Sami Zayn versus Strowman I know that wasn't a Wrestlemania but would they have a similar thing where they do Shane Pierce and a and over, be it, you know, Keith Lee, be it Mark Henry, be it Seamus or whatever, have them against, because Strowman will, will always be able to come out with that, oh, well, I'm, I'm man enough to take on all all three of you or whatever, so you can always, like, you can always build that into the storyline, but are we, are, we, are we potentially building to another handicap match? Um, I'm not sure on that one, um, purely because Pierce is very much sat in the sort of fair camp and he's, he's kind of been down the middle as he can sort of thing even leaning towards like good guy status with the whole Roman Reigns story so if what about, put, but with the, with the him, turning back the other way back slightly to the women's tag titles at thing at NXT was that did, they not, did that not all come off the fact that like Regal thought that he'd basically botched the call or something like that no um, the referee got taken out and then the, the official that got sent down to the ring was a raw official so they, it looked like they were having an argument backstage between Pierce and Regal, and they were trying to paint it out as uh, bias from right. Okay. The more official. So it wasn't wasn't trying to paint him as the heel authority figure. It was Not just really a bit of misunderstanding. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So that does round out the predictions. We have two more matches to discuss. Uh, the both title matches, and the first one is for the Intercontinental Title, which is the current champ, Biggie versus Apollo Crews. Before getting into the match, by the way, um, if you've not had a chance to, go and watch the uh, WWE 24 episode on Big E. Um, knew absolutely nothing about this guy particularly, other than the fact I've enjoyed what I've seen of him in, in uh, the WWE programming. Interesting, uh, to say the least, to, to kind of see like what he's gone through to where he is now. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend that. Well worth yeah. a watch. I'd, uh, I'd second that. It's very, very entertaining. So, also, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna make a suggestion for this particular segment that um, neither me, you, or Matt is allowed to do anything here, and Andy has to pull the entire segment because of, based on his love of uh, anything New Day related. You say that. You say that not knowing who I'm picking in this match. I have I have a sick bucket right here. I've got some mouthwash right here, and I've got a packet of extra strong mints right here for the point in time where I say, "Sorry, Give me some- um, I I just just I'm just wondering, Andy, if if you've got a bucket, like maybe you should get a ball, because then when you have that ball, you could there." Uh, could always fill it with some bootios. 
anyway. Oh. Now, now what the what the what the listeners and the viewers are uh, unaware of is that unfortunately. What they're tuning into is the last involvement of Stuart Woodmancy on any cookie cash. I was just about to say, <laughs> which on the button? Which button is it on here to kick people from the meeting? <laughs> You'll never open that box of beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so so getting in, getting into the match details. So um, after turning heel in recent weeks, Apollo Crews um, he took out Big E with steel steps by essentially kicking Big E out of the ring and then dropping steel steps over the top rope directly onto the shoulder of Big E. Took him out for a couple of weeks and it's seemingly allowed Apollo to develop this new character in the meantime. Um, he's seemingly going back to some sort of family history and he's taken on the premise of Nigerian royalty. Um, but this weekend, Apollo is looking to take the Intercontinental Gold just in a one-on-one match. So... Who takes it? Does Big E continue his, uh, his absolutely stellar reign as Intercontinental Champion? Or does uh, do, do they give it to, essentially, the, the new Apollo Crews? It is like having a you know brand new wrestler because he, he's, he's gone from being the, the smiley, sort of happy-go-lucky to being very serious um, and seemingly very vicious as well. So... Who's taking it? Did, should, we, should we let Andy have this one first so he has time to recover before the last prediction? Just gonna just need to take a couple of real real deep breaths. Try and uh... it it's biggie for me, Stu. Well, I am glad that I was sitting down for that shocking revelation. <laughs> But yeah, you're in the book. You're in the book with Big E. I'm assuming that you don't want to tell us why. You just want to move on from that point, right? It, the the less time we spend talking about it, the better. Really, can we? Uh, can we? Can we move, <laughs> move on swiftly? In fact, can we move on to other matches? Like, can I? Can I? Ask, could can I ask could Paul and Matt like text you their predictions, <laughs> and we can just move on? Can I, can I? Can I ask you one more question related to the new day? Not that it'll ever happen, I don't think. But if Big E turned heel and took out Kofi and Xavier, would you still dislike him, or would you quite like him then for doing that? Is it is Big E the problem? I guess. Secretly, uh, I'm I'm a huge Big E fan, uh, and and initially that that sounds like a joke, um, but uh, he. <laughs> He appeared on something I was watching at some point in time, and I I sort of quite enjoyed him, like that little bit removed from uh, from like the wrestling and the um and, and the new day and stuff like that. If he turned heel and absolutely just destroyed the new day, I'd I'd be the first one up cheering for that one. I'd start the Mexican wave on that bad boy. Um, okay, yeah. right, so. We'll, we'll, we'll leave you with that one then. So, Big E is in the book for Andy. Paul, where are you headed? So, I'm, I'm almost like the polar opposite of Andy on this one. So, for me, I've, I've, I've even said it to you before, that I, personally, I would have, I would have booked the New Day to, to, to break up because... Big E finally just turned and was like, I'm sick of being used by you guys, blah, blah, blah. And then just embarked on this huge heel run where he just basically decimated the entire roster. And, so, ah, and I felt that it'd be both believable 
and would work because he's got the size, he's got the strength and stuff like that, and it would really work. And I believe he would be a really good heel character, but obviously it never transpired that way. So I've now sort of done a bit of a 180 on it and thought, I think he could be the guy that they pushed to take the Universal title off Reigns around SummerSlam time. So I think between now and SummerSlam, we're going to see a bit of a build for Big E to then end up taking the belt off Reigns at SummerSlam eventually. So obviously in that time, he's got to lose the belt to somebody. And I wouldn't be disappointed if he lost it to Cruz because... I like I like both of the guys in this match. I think they're both really talented guys. There's something there for both of them in different regards, and it wouldn't be the end of the world if if Biggie lost for me. Uh, mm. I just think it's probably a bit early. You'd maybe I, I think this one's probably got a bit more legs in it. It probably probably stretch out to at least Mania, if not the pay per view after Mania. So I'll go for Biggie to retain, mm. but for the program to continue. I could not agree with you any more than that. Um, I think that whatever they've got planned, I'm, I'm also picking Big E for my prediction, but I think he'll lose it at Mania. So I think they'll do some kind of laddery six-man nonsense where uh, he, he doesn't look diminished kind of coming out of it, ultimately, because uh, yeah. you know, he'll end up losing Lose, that. Loses the title, but doesn't get pinned to lose the title. Sort of thing. It, it's essentially how um, they took the, the US title off. Lashley. Lashley came out still looking like an absolute beast at Elimination yep. Chief, but didn't actually get pinned to lose the US title at the time. So that kind of theory. Um, and, you know, it's worked for him. So, uh, Matt, that leaves you to, to round these ones out. Any difference in opinion or another Big E prediction? Yeah, yeah. I think, like, they don't want, I think they'll do it. I presume it'll be, well, kind of taking that kind of, I think it'll be like a disqualification, something like that. <clears throat> because they don't want to. I don't think he'll win outright because then it'll squash the momentum that Apollo Cruz has got. So I think they'll try and make Apollo Cruz look really good on the way to Big E retaining kind of thing. So like a disc, like a DQ kind of thing, but basically because um, like uh, Apollo Cruz takes him out of the ring and does all the they you know, like absolutely nails him outside and kind of leaves him and then then it's a build up again to Wrestlemania with for the titles again kind of thing yeah I, I just the Smackdown midcard's got a lot of people floating around at the moment um, like Sami Zayn obviously for one uh, Cesaro I mean I mean dare you say Seth Rollins midcard at the moment because he's not going anywhere near the Universal title so there's plenty of people who they can feasibly put on that, you know, in that picture for, for WrestleMania. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Right. So we've all got Big E for that one then. So uh, that'll be no points when Apollo's lifted the title above his head. Um, leading us to the final match on the card and the final prediction for the podcast. So it is the universal title match between Roman Reigns going in as champion still. And he shall be facing one Mr. Daniel Bryan. Roman did everything that he could to try and turn the match down, and especially after beating Daniel Bryan at the Elimination Chamber last month. Bryan had just gone though from start to finish in the Elimination Chamber match to earn that right, and it did lead to a pretty straightforward win for, for Roman Reigns. At the end of that match, Edge came in, 
Um, that was the reveal of the decision being made that Edge would be facing the, the Universal Champion at WrestleMania. But Daniel Bryan, in the weeks since, has then claimed that seeing that has, has kind of forced him into action, claiming that it might even be Daniel Bryan's last WrestleMania appearance. And he's been forced to then put himself first for a change. So he's kind of... There, there's a good, there's a good storytelling logic there, so I'm, I'm not too, uh, not too displeased with that. Quite enjoying this, this sort of new, sort of edge to Daniel Bryan for one of a better expression. Uh, to, to qualify for the match this weekend, Daniel Bryan did have to win a cage match against Roman Reigns' cousin Jay Uso, um, forcing him to tap out whilst looking Roman Reigns dead in the eyes, which was uh, another, another good finish. But just to add a bit of an extra wrinkle to this one, there is a match coming up on SmackDown this week uh, that will take place after uh, recording the podcast. Edge versus Jay Uso. The winner of that match becomes special enforcer for the Universal title match at Fastlane. So, how do we feel about the whole special enforcer thing and who is going to win the Universal title match at Fastlane? Anyone want to jump in first? Well, I think Roman Reigns is going to retain. And the usual kind of thing will go on with the special enforcer. No doubt Edge will spear Daniel Bryan at some point and, you know, that whole usual kind of thing where, you know, oh, a bit of confusion's gone on and he's... So then they can kind of... I mean, I wonder whether the, the main event ends up being a triple threat. Like at WrestleMania with Reigns and Brian and Edge, just to kind of like, I don't know. It seems it seems strange to do it, but it seems like because why I don't, I don't quite understand why Daniel Bryan's been kind of shoehorned in apart from to have a main event at to have him in the main event at, at Fastlane, but then then just having feud with with Roman Reigns as opposed to putting the kind of Edge spin on it as well so it seems to be kind of like trying to possibly make it a triple threat when when it comes to Wrestlemania kind of thing I don't know I, I do have a slightly different theory um, for it in the sense of the bit, the bit that I'm annoyed about and to be fair if I was going to have a grumble in the, in the old fashioned sense of the podcast about anything I mean you can throw me 30 seconds up if you want Paul I'm on, um, I'm on it yeah, it, it involves this setup basically. You say when? Whenever you're ready, dude. Three, two, one, go. The, the special enforcer thing. I asked about how we felt about it. This is where I stand on it. So, basically, why bother? Because the only way that I see it is if Jey Uso wins the match on SmackDown and becomes enforcer, he's going to help Roman Reigns. If Edge wins the match and becomes special enforcer, he chose to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, so why would he not flatten Daniel Bryan as well? It just seems like a lose-lose situation and entirely pointless for me. So yeah, that's that's my grumble for them for the for the month. Um, off the back of that, however, the, the slightly different theory that I mentioned, I do think Roman Reigns will win. I don't think there is any question about that whatsoever. But I don't think it'll be a triple threat at Mania at this stage. I might have to go back on something that I said last month, however, because I was like, no, I don't think Edge will win at um, WrestleMania regardless. The 
the Daniel Bryan thing has kind of altered my view on that a little bit. And the, the whole reason behind it is because I think if Edge is going to win, Daniel Bryan will be his challenger. And it, they'll, I think that Daniel Bryan and Edge would have a better programme than Edge and the continuation of any Roman Reigns story. Um, so that's the only way that I can see him getting shoehorned in. But for now, we'll see if that turns out my way, Matt's way. Different way entirely, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm picking Roman Reigns to, to retain his title this weekend. We, ha- we have a nod of agreeance up there in the corner for Mr. Cook. Are you also going for the big dog? Yeah, Roman Reigns. Again, this one falls for me into the category of this is purely for, for WrestleMania purposes. This is purely to put that match into WrestleMania. So working it backwards, he has to win this to be in the match at WrestleMania. Um, the special enforcer thing, I'm with you on that one. I'm like, surely it's fairly pointless. If I had to pick, and because of saying, like, Roman Reigns is all, you know, it, it has to go for that WrestleMania kind of thing, I would say that, that Jey Uso wins and then backs up Roman Reigns to sort of push him through to get to Mania which could then have some kind of you know Daniel Bryant takes offence and 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 there's something there but yeah that's like I know that I've I've broken my 30 seconds here but um, I also think that calling it Enforcer if you can have a special guest referee do it Enforcer implies that there's still going to be a referee in the ring and they're going to be on the outside so why not just have both of them there? Yeah. Well, because you know, you know that, let's face it, Edge is going to win on Friday. And he's going to be there because <clears throat> Jey Uso is going to run down. And then, you know, and it's then, then whatever goes on from there, you know. So it's just, yeah. Right, so the last remaining prediction of the podcast falls to you, Paul. Um, I agree totally with what Matt said there. I, I, I think this is this is the beginning of the build to to the the triple threat at Mania for me. It's the, it's the sort of the way that I think a lot of people before before the Rumble, um, there. In fact, the betting even said this was that the. the uh, the betting for the next Universal Champion after Roman Reigns, the uh, the heavy favourite before the Royal Rumble, was Daniel Bryan. So that led a lot of people to sort of think that Daniel Bryan would probably be the guy who would win the Rumble, would then go on to face Reigns at WrestleMania, and so on and so forth. Obviously, the Edge win sort of scuppered those plans and then threw everything into sort of disarray. Um I don't know if it's that sort of thing where they put Daniel Bryan in the match to sort of protect Reigns in that if Daniel Bryan's in the match and Edge pins him, then obviously Reigns loses, but he doesn't... It's the it's the Lashley principle again like from a from a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then is it is the idea that for the next year we get the Edge dream matches... And then he retires at next year's WrestleMania or whatever. Um, but then again, obviously, I, I said earlier that my my idea would be that 
Big E would be the guy who eventually takes the belt off Reigns at SummerSlam or whatever. So it sort of contradicts that. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I just think they will end up having a triple threat at Mania just to get Daniel Bryan in there because at the minute, what else is he going to do? Like at the minute, he's going to have a match against. He's going to have a match against Reigns. He's going to lose. Then he just does what? He gets put into if they have it the the six man ladder match for the US title at Mania and. It just seems he's a bit he's a bit lost in that space. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't he's 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 obviously too big to win the uh, the Intercontinental Championship, but he's not big enough to win the Universal. I I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I sort of I I like the idea of Edge winning the match on Friday to become the special enforcer, but then. Accidentally costing Brian the match yeah. with like an, an errant spear or something like that, and then obviously that spills over to Brian. You know, I don't know, campaigning to Adam Pearce. Well, I lost the match, but I didn't really deserve to lose the match. Blah blah blah. What are you going to do about it? And then he just gets put in the title match. I, I don't know. It's um, it's a strange one for me. But I'd I'd, uh, I'd put Reigns down to retain. You are in the book, good sir. So, but I don't know whether I want to put like Daniel Bryan to win by disqualification or something. Like that. Well, you're not getting extra points for it. It's no, all right, there, fair enough. Yeah, just put me off a rain suit. Not trying, not trying to squeak in a. Oh, he's going to cash in, and I'll get an extra point. <laughs> hey, I call that to the T, man. <laughs> yeah, but who, who, who's got the belt on? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 So that that leads us to the end of the predictions and just to see if anybody else has any other business. I think we're all set. We seem to have gone through everything pretty much this time around. So, so yeah, thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, thank you again to Dan Housen for the introduction. Very nice, very evil introduction once again. And, um, yeah, if all the usual stuff. Like, subscribe, share, leave us your uh, predictions. Come and join us for the uh, the guest predictor for, for WrestleMania, and uh, see you then. So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another one in the bag. More predictions, and you can shake a stick at. So there's that. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, and uh, you're not a subscriber. I mean, a click of a button will change that. If you are a subscriber, ask a friend to subscribe. So it's, it's a big help to us, and we really do appreciate it. If you just like listening along, that's all good. Uh, but you can also subscribe on audio platforms like iTunes and SoundCloud, and anywhere you might get your podcasts. So if you could, that'd be amazing. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.